0: All right, Holden. I'm usually not one to complain a lot, or I try to not complain a lot. But yeah, okay. lately, <laughs> lately something—I mean, I only complain about you behind True. your back to other people. But outside of that, I try to not complain that much. And uh, I have to get something off my chest. So in my apartment building, we have free underground, or it's in- included in our rent, is underground parking, and you all get one space, and. The person who has the space next to me cannot park. They are parked. <laughs> I am not joking. When I came home just now from a family get-together, they were parked partially in my spot. And on the other side of my spot is a cement column. All right. So I'm <laughs> going to show you this picture of how they are parked. holding. I don't know if you can see this. But it is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I see. It is
1: ridiculously difficult to park and get out of my car. Well, and they have one of those small cars, too. Like, it shouldn't be hard to park that. Thing. Look how far away they are from the rest. Like, they have
0: this entire spot to park. <laughs> and it's funny. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, it has been like this for several months. And it's not usually not a big deal, because during the nice weather, I just park outside in front of my apartment building, In part because I have a first floor apartment. It works out great. But in the winter, I don't want to scrape my car off in the morning in the cold South Dakota winter, so I like to park down there, and impossible. And one time, I, and they hardly leave, that's the other thing. One time they were gone when I went to park, so I was like, great, now they won't be in my spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get back. They still park super close to me. I'm like... Oh my gosh! So just had to get that <laughs> off my chest. Just one of those little things that just drives me crazy. Oh yeah, it would for me too. Because every time I back out of my spot, I have to like readjust several times so I don't break my my uh, side mirror. So drives me crazy. <laughs> that, I just had to get it off my chest,
1: Holden. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Suddler, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Learn how to park your cars. Yeah, please do. This is a PSA. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Eternals, the new MCU film. And we're the only ones who liked it that
0: one movie podcast
1: first jimmy before we get into our i'm sure quite interesting eternals discussion we've got to do the toms and let's do it The Toms, the Toms, the toms, the toms, Toms. is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. You're going with the Dr. Pepper vanilla? Is that what that is? Cream, Cream soda. soda. Dr. This this stuff's so good. Ugh. Got hooked on it during quarantine last year. I've brought it on the podcast a few different times. We're not sponsored it's very yet. good. Yeah, not not yet. No. Uh. Anyway, we've got a few trailers first. Uh. First up, we have uh, the new Stranger Things trailer for season four. This is like the the. I mean, we've we've talked about various little snippets before, but this is the first one that's like actually kind of a trailer. Um. Like a I guess traditional structure of a trailer. Um. We we have Eleven. She's writing a a letter to mike and that's kind of provides the narration of this we get to see a glimpse of her life out in wherever she's living california california okay um and yeah and then at the end we get a little bit of a a tease as to some of the events that are to come what'd you think jimmy uh looks good i realize i don't
0: remember uh the names of the other characters uh what's the kid who's stuck in the upside down the first season? Will. Will. Will's out in California too. Yes. So 11 is with Will's mom? Yeah, cuz at the end of season 3 she went to live with them. Okay. Do not remember anything that
1: happened. So I will have okay. to watch that show again or watch a synopsis. <laughs> I think I'm going to rewatch the whole thing. Like I, I I've rewatched it once, I think and i was worried i wouldn't like it as much but i ended up still liking it quite a bit so i think i'll i'm okay with watching it again
0: all right um i think it looks good i mean are they supposed to be in high school now yes i think i hope so i hope so they look like they're in high school at least
1: yeah yeah they all look pretty old um they're getting ready for spring break it's going to be the best spring break ever I guess that makes sense because I was kind of wondering like how they were all going to come back together after season three ended. But if it's a, a spring break trip where Will and Eleven and their family come back for the week, man, this is just going to prove to them that they should never come back to, to <laughs> Hawkins. <laughs> if this is going to happen in one the one week they're back,
0: yeah. Um, I think it looks good. I'm excited. They're all a little bit older. Are they a little bit wiser? We'll find out. I'll give it a broca. I'll
1: give it a broca too. Uh, Then we have the new Morbius trailer. Bombadil.
0: All right. What do we have next?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was funny. That's not a joke. (laughs) Do we have to talk about
0: this trailer? This movie looks so generic and bad. He says, "I have some sort of bat sonar." Every third grader. In the world, that knows that it's called echolocation. (laughs) All right?
1: Yeah, and he's literally a doctor.
0: (laughs) You have a doctorate. You, sir, are an MD.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I wanted to pose to you, Jimmy, is uh, is Jared Leto, uh, (laughs) is he method acting as a vampire for this movie?
0: I wouldn't, you know what? If Jared Leto, if we find out that Jared Leto has actually been like drinking blood
1: to prepare I, for this vampiric I would, role, I would not be surprised. <laughs> but uh, the, I guess the main things I just wanted to bring up are we got Michael Keaton again. What's up, Doc? What does he say in
0: this one? <sighs> I couldn't like, even bring myself to rewatch the trailer.
1: <laughs> he said something like, "Doctor Morbius." We should stay in touch. Something like that. <laughs> I
0: like how Michael Keaton just doesn't know what's going on either. He's just no. <laughs> clearly just saying the lines he's been given.
1: He doesn't even know what character he's playing. He was just set on put on set that day. He's like, all right, here's a paycheck.
0: Can't wait for Tom Holland to be stuck in these movies.
1: Oh, my God. Um, um, and then the end of the trailer when he says, I am Venom. <laughs> which really I d- couldn't
0: even understand what he was saying the first two times I watched it.
1: Yeah, it's No, it's just kidding man.
0: I'm Dr. what's his name?
1: Michael Morbius.
0: Michael Morbius.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the, they they keep referencing venom in the trailer. There's I think the cops say something like, "Man, this is worse like, than that thing that happened in San Francisco." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that earthquake in 1906
1: yeah exactly. I read the
0: magic treehouse book
1: was that in the magic treehouse book
0: oh yeah that was my favorite I, one.
1: Oh okay I read like all of those I guess I just don't remember that one
0: um Holden, anyway you only read them like a year ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder what I would think if I went back to them these are great works of fiction anyway Morbius uh, yeah Bombadil for me as well
0: yada da 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 crap uh, let's go on to the next one.
1: Uh, yeah, then we have the Book of Boba Fett trailer, uh, which is the new Star Wars Disney Plus series. It is coming out this year, um, like very end of the year, I think December 29th. But this is the spin off of The Mandalorian that's going to follow Boba Fett and his Boba Fett. goings. What? Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, Boba Fett. And his goings-ons after the events of Mandalorian Season 2. What do you think of the trailer? I think it looks
0: good. He is, I guess, he's not really a bounty hunter anymore. He's more like a crime lord, but he's mm-hmm. doing he's doing it with respect and not out of fear. He's a good crime lord. He's the anti-hero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, as much as Mandalorian does show us some of the more down-to-earth quote-unquote, I guess, stuff of Star Wars. I think this will be the more, this will dive even deeper into, like, the, the seedy underbelly of this universe, and the trailers certainly point to that, which I'm kind of excited to see. This was kind of scratching the Darth Maul uh,
0: solo itch, where they were kind of looking that Darth Maul is going to be this crime lord guy, but we yeah, never got yeah. that, so... I guess we'll get that with Boba Fett. I think it looks good. I, I mean... I'm interested. It looks expensive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna give it a broca Yeah, I'll give it a broka as well. Um, okay, on to other news. The Oppenheimer movie, Jimmy. Yes. Exciting new Christopher Nolan film. So what two do, new actors are in talks to join the cast. Robert Downey Junior and Matt Damon. All right. Um oh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh Matt. So Matt, I haven't seen Interstellar. Apparently, Matt Damon was in Interstellar. You haven't seen Interstellar? No, it's the one Christopher Nolan movie I haven't seen.
0: Wow. Well, how have you not seen Interstellar? I don't.
1: I don't know. What were you doing in two thousand thirteen? Two thousand fourteen. That was, like, I consider that, like, the year before I really got into movies, so I guess I just wasn't going to see the new Christopher Nolan movie.
0: Well, if it makes you feel better, I saw it once in theaters, and it was a 9.15 showing, p.m., Mm -hmm. and that is too late to see that movie, so (laughs) I need to rewatch it. I bought it on
1: Blu-ray. It was, like, five bucks. I found it in a bin, like, month or two ago i just haven't gotten around to watching it well yet. you should
0: come over and we can watch it on my big screen
1: all right all right it's a date it'll be out of this world uh
0: matt damon robert downey jr well robert downey jr is really good at talking around ra- walking around and talking about complex sciency things <laughs> so that's good. i hope he's i hope that's he's good. very snarky too matt damon will be good. sure
1: <laughs> He is a he is a very consistently good actor. Yeah.
0: I'll give it a brokaw. I mean, they are two actors I would not expect to be in a Christopher Nolan movie.
1: Yeah, right. Robert Downey Jr. especially is, is pretty surprising. But, I mean, good for Christopher Nolan for branching out side of his comfort zone a bit in casting. <laughs>
0: Did you see that there's an AMC show called Manhattan with uh, David Harbour?
1: No. What is it's it?
0: like it's the same exact story. Is <laughs> <Was> it really? <laughs> I just have seeing them in YouTube ads. It's like Manhattan and it's like David Harbor's in it. And I'm like, well this is coming out right like I guess at a good time to come out before Christopher Nolan movie then 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 after it.
1: Well, maybe maybe if the show's good, I'll watch it and compare the to the movie. Hmm. Uh next up this was kind of... This was funny. I actually thought this was a joke. Someone sent this to me earlier in the week. But Chris Pratt is going to be voicing Garfield in a new animated film. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean... Who is he more suited to voice? Garfield or Mario? Uh,
1: I I mean, like, if I'm thinking of, like, a, a Garfield's typical voice... Or Mario's typical voice. He doesn't fit either. I don't I guess maybe Garfield.
0: Yeah, I guess. I'm gonna give this a bombadil because bring back Bill Murray. Yeah,
1: bring back Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray hates the movie, and the movie's not good, but he was a good voice for Garfield, so. <laughs> um Yeah, I <laughs> I I thought when my friend sent that to me earlier in the week, I thought it was just like a photoshop edit over like the the, the mario movie announcement. <laughs> i'm like man he's playing an italian and now he's playing in a uh, cat who loves italian food
0: he's showing a uh, lot of range
1: he really is uh next up live action snow white wait movie. are you are you rating any of the news this week did you rate that one Oh, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't
0: think you rated the Oppenheimer stuff. The okay, stuff Oppenheimer,
1: Brokaw, Chris Pratt as Garfield, uh, Bergeron. Yeah.
0: All right. I didn't After. want to speak for the two of us, Hold on. This is important. Somebody yeah, is logging just, all of this information down.
1: Yeah. They're putting it into a spreadsheet to see how many times we say each one. Um. Next up, live-action Snow White movie, which I didn't know was happening. But apparently, I mean, I guess, of course, it is at Disney. Did they cast
0: um, a 14-year-old girl? What? Because Snow White is 14.
1: Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No, but they did cast uh, the evil queen. Uh, Gal Gadot is going to play the evil queen in this. Um, What's more the name of the evil queen in Snow White?
0: Literally just the evil queen. Is the evil queen in Snow White. All right. <laughs> I didn't realize that she never had a name.
1: No, yeah, she just—I think in at least in the animated movie, she's just known as the Evil Queen. I don't—I mean, I'm sure in other adaptations, she's given a name or something. Um, Some more things about the Snow White movie, though. Um, The Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, who wrote some of the songs for La La Land and Greatest Showman, are going to be writing the music for this, which I guess. This, this needs like mostly original music Because I don't think Snow White has that much uh, Music like actual hi music ho, Hi ho Yeah they have a few Off
0: songs And
1: then Mark Webb web Is going to dun dun direct it He directed the two <laughs> amazing <laughs> I Spider-Man say,
0: I recognize that name <laughs> Directed one of the worst Movies of all time in my opinion Uh, Well at least the mo- One of the most disappointing movies Of all time
1: Yes certainly certainly So uh, what do you think of all that news about this new Snow White movie? I'm pretty indifferent, so I'm going to go Bergeron. Uh, Brokaw for the songwriters, but yeah, Bergeron for everything else. Because Greatest Showman, I like the music. That's about all I like from that movie. I have not seen it. Yep. Yeah, you don't need to. Uh, Then Spider-Man No Way Home uh, will reportedly be... Wait, did I... No, I did give that last one a rating. You've been making me second-guess myself, Jimmy. I'm like, wait, did I give that a rating? Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is apparently going to be 2 hours 39 minutes long, which will make it the longest Spider-Man movie yet.
0: Nice. I'm going to give that a broke uh, because there's a lot they're putting in that movie. So it seems like it needs to be long. So there we go.
1: It is also the – I mean – I guess Doctor Strange is in it, but it's technically the longest standalone MCU film. So, interesting. But yeah, Broca, And then more things about Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, In a recent issue of Empire Magazine, it was all but confirmed that the Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man and Sandman from Spider-Man 3 are going to be in it.
0: So, the Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man and the Sandman from Spider-Man 3? Yes, uh, All righty, that's even more characters. I'm gonna go Bergeron with the villains. Seems like I'm guessing a lot of these will be just one-off, really
1: quick yeah, things. Yeah, they're, they're just gonna be like in the movie for maybe five minutes. <laughs> if yeah, that. I mean, the the lizard is a pretty dumb villain in that movie i do like sandman and spider-man 3 he's probably my favorite out of the three villains in spider-man 3 so kind of cool to see him come back um but i guess i'll just overall give it a bergeron sure and then the batman uh this the week we batman. got an official synopsis for it i'm gonna read this synopsis um the Batman is an edgy, action-packed thriller that depicts Batman in his early years struggling to balance rage with righteousness as he investigates a disturbing mystery that has terrorized Gotham. Robert Pattinson delivers a raw, intense portrayal of Batman as a disillusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization that the anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless serial killer he's hunting.
0: All righty. So, I mean, the Riddler is really being a joker on him. You think you think the Riddler just turn into the Joker? <laughs> thought <laughs> like the Riddler just that he's the Riddler and then he goes insane and becomes the Joker. I don't know. Just a I, thought.
1: I, I I that would be really interesting, but I feel like they would get a lot of a lot of hate from the fanboys about that one. Yeah, I I agree, but I mean I
0: think Paul Dano could swing a Joker. Yeah, I do too. But uh, yeah, sounds good. Sounds about right. That's kind of what I expected from this stuff we've seen. So I'll go up. Yeah,
1: Brokaw for me as well. And my last bit of news is for the Wicked movie. I got some casting of the two leads. Uh, Ariana Grande is going to play Glenda the Good Witch, who apparently has previous Broadway experience. I didn't know she did. Uh and then Cynthia Ervio is going to play Alphabet, which is the green one. <laughs> I don't
0: know who Cynthia er- uh, Did you Bo see is.
1: Um, I feel like you did. What what was it called? Uh Bad Times at the El Royale?
0: Uh no, I started watching it on a plane and I fell asleep.
1: Okay. She's in that. She was uh Harriet Tubman in that movie Harriet. Okay. Um, I think she's also done Broadway stuff, but those are like the two big things that you would probably know her from if you knew her. Um, She's a pretty good singer from what I've seen. Even better than me? Even better than you, yeah, definitely. Wow, that's a pretty high (laughs) bar.
0: (laughs) Hi-ho, hi-ho, off to work we go. But uh, yeah I don't
1: know I, The main reason I bring this up is because There's there's people on the internet that are upset That Ariana Grande is, is in it I'm like I mean If she has Broadway experience I feel like she can do it As opposed
0: know. to Ariana Pequena Yeah <laughs> A little joke out there for our yeah. Spanish speaking listeners I'll let that one pass <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Gandalf For that uh, so uh do you have any opinion on that i really don't i have not seen the musical i i've heard it's good and those are certainly two people who will play the roles so i'm gonna go with bergeron
1: uh yeah i'll give it a bergeron too because i don't really know how either of them would do in the roles so i don't really know bergeron uh is there anything game wise this week I didn't write down anything. I, I don't know. Not that that not that
0: popped up on my radar, Holden. All right. Oh, I think there was a gameplay for Elden Ring, but I didn't watch it because I. Oh I yeah, think there about was.
1: It. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about the Elden Ring really. So. don't you ha- finish
0: the books, George R. R. Martin, am I right? <laughs> That's okay. Take your time. You don't owe anybody, anything.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's it then.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear to George R. R. Martin, avid listener of our podcast, <laughs> that he does not owe anybody Please anything.
1: don't be angry at us for wanting you to finish Game of Thrones, which I will never read. <laughs>
0: Holden does not read. <laughs> he refuses. He gets the I newspaper don't... and looks at the pictures.
1: Yeah, I, I like going to the comics.
0: Yep. Garfield. The voice in his head for Garfield is Chris Pratt. (laughs) All right. Holden. All right. Holden. Let's talk about Eternals and how we liked it.
1: Okay. So Eternals. Um, The lowest rated Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes. And on Metacritic. And yeah, on just, Metacritic. Yep. I, or at least I'm pretty sure. If not, it's it's very, very close. Um, yeah, this is the first. I think it's the first Marvel movie to get a rotten, unrotten tomatoes. I think even like The Incredible Hulk might be hanging on at like a 60% or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is the lowest rated Marvel movie overall. And. I neither of us understand <laughs> why. I don't even think this is the worst Marvel movie out of Phase Four. I think Black Widow is worse than this. Oh, I think this is a
0: better movie than Black Widow. I really don't think it's all that close. I think yeah. it's. I could see what people not liking it, but I don't yeah. see people thinking it's a bad movie. I. I. It is messy. Certainly, it is messy. It mm-hmm. is flawed, but I do think it does a really good job at at a. Bunch of things that that covers over or makes up for those those flaws, in my opinion. And I don't know. I just uh, I just disagree with the the critics on this one. And yeah, I thought this I was mean, a really good movie. I think it's one of the the better Marvel
1: movies. If I'm going to be honest, I think it's in the upper half for me. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly. I mean, co- I, common comparisons. I've been comparing it constantly to like Thor: The Dark World, Incredible Hulk. All of the often lowest often least regarded mcu films this is way better than all of those this is <laughs> leagues better than those and i i i'm feeling like i i, I almost feel like gaslighted by the critics in a way because just because uh they're giving this bad reviews and they're giving free guy good reviews i so
0: <laughs> this is incredible i just cannot believe that people thought Free Guy was a good movie, yeah, and that this is not a good movie. I, I these have to be. Have we disagreed with the critics more on any two movies? Like maybe
1: Frozen Two.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even SNL was like Frozen Two is bad if you think about it. So it's like <laughs> we weren't.
1: What is yeah? Frozen no, we 2 weren't. On? We weren't alone. I feel like we're more against the grain on these two than Frozen Two.
0: Although, we were pretty against the grain for that. Frozen 2. let let's I see. I think in it's...
1: retrospect, more people are don't like it. Yeah,
0: 78, 64. 78, Rotten Tomatoes, 64, Metacritic. That's not that. That's not like a really good review. I mean, I guess Free Guy's around there. So, we're probably similar in terms of, of that with Free Guy. But this one, I, that would be the case that we really didn't think it was good and critics did. Mm-hmm. Um, or thought it was better than what we thought it was and this is the first time i think we've had the opposite of op- opposite opinion yeah um yeah i just don't uh so i guess synopsis you have uh eternals a group of there's 10 of them i think who come down to earth yeah. and basically they're they're told that this is their um this is their first mission. They're going to Earth, and they're told that they have to protect this planet um, from these deviants, which are mm-hmm. these kind of alien beings that consume intelligent life. They need to te- protect humans from the deviants um, because they're like just like, the saviors of you know different places in the-, the galaxy. And for the Eternals that we follow in this movie, this is their first mission. Um, and it happens to be an Earth, so you get to see like from the dawn of man in Mesopotamia, all mm-hmm. the way to the present day that um, they never age and stuff. And there's interesting questions around not aging. There's interesting questions about human exceptionalism in the universe, which I thought was really fascinating. And this is one of the movies where I'm like, I am kind of on the other side. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I I really can see the antagonist arguments. In this movie. Um, in some ways. It's a human versus nature plot. Kind yeah. of. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, one thing. One of the big criticisms of this movie. Is that there's kind of a big CGI smackdown. At the end. And I get it. I I agree that that does happen. That's annoying. It gets old. But I think what's lost in that. Is there's a lot of character. Like conflict. At, you know, at stake at the ending as well. Like, there's it, these relationships yeah. that are at stake, too. So, yet, while you do have this huge, grandiose, world-threatening, global, uh, you know, global threat that could end the world happening, you do have these relationships that are being affected by this plot, too.
1: It's also, I mean, without getting into exactly what happens at that ending, but it is a little bit, I mean, it is a CGI smackdown, but it's different than your typical Marvel CGI smackdown. It takes it's, place
0: during the day, which yeah, is interesting.
1: Yeah, but it, and it's not just like two armies fighting each other or wh- someone fighting a just different like evil version of themselves or whatever it is it's more unique than that
0: yeah and i think there's a lot of heart there um yeah people some of the other criticisms is that the pu- the characters of this film aren't fleshed out enough and i didn't feel that like i didn't i honestly felt like i had a good sense of each of the characters that they introduced
1: I feel like I agree with that criticism somewhat with just like a couple of the characters that I feel like aren't necessary to the film. I think there's a couple of the Eternals that if you took them out, nothing would change about the movie. Um, and those are also the ones that I feel are probably the least developed. But even still, even with, the, with those Eternals, I still enjoy them. Like, I'm not upset that they're in the movie.
0: I agree. I think I know which ones you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I I had fun. I mean it it did cater to some of my interests. I am a big fan of history, so them going throughout history I thought was cool. I can understand why some people are like that ruined the pacing. But I was excited to be, like, ooh, there's Babylon. Ooh, there's Tenochtitlan. And, you know, ooh, there's Hiroshima. That sort of stuff. Um and i thought kind of them like uh having to process their impact on humanity was very interesting and mm-hmm. whether or not their mission was justified and i thought there was just a lot of moral ambiguity in this film that they just let there be time to contemplate certainly um, yeah I almost thought the slower parts of this movie were more exciting than or more interesting intriguing than the the action and I still did like the action too
1: yeah I surprisingly one of the criticisms I haven't really seen I I was I was expecting a lot of people to say this movie is just boring and I haven't really seen that too much uh, which is good because I think this movie it, while it is long I think it justifies its length and even the slower moments, like the character action interactions are really what keep you invested. And there's always some interesting plot development happening, or we learn more about their past or whatever. I think it's, I I don't, I I think it's far from a boring movie. Uh, There's
0: one storyline with uh, the deviants that I thought (laughs) was very anticlimactic yeah At the, i was like wait we built this whole thing up to that and then nothing really happened and yet yeah didn't i didn't really that, say anything with that
1: i think that might be my least favorite part of the movie is that little arc thing i
0: thought they were going in a certain way i'm like oh that's pretty interesting and i'm like oh they're still not really developing that let's just get to that finish line here quick because it's so obvious and then they just go somewhere completely different that has zero impact yeah and There's- I, was, I was confused yeah
1: yeah, that so that storyline involves a villain that I had like before this movie came out, I had heard this oh, Eternals has the worst Marvel villain, like absolutely like this is worse than Abomination or the the Dark Elf guy in Thor the Dark World. And I he's not like the main villain, so I don't know if I count it. He's just I mean, it I still do think it's a weak storyline, but and i assume that's the character they're talking about but because like the actual villain of the movie is like a lot more interesting than that
0: i think the like the yeah i don't i don't really don't want to spoil anything but i think the way this movie plays out it there's a lot of different relevant revelations that happen in this film and i was i was like ooh that changes how i perceive things ooh that changes how i perceive things i thought it was kept my interest going throughout the movie and i was genuinely surprised by different things and it had me hooked and intrigued at what was going to happen next
1: yeah yeah
0: and like i said there's a lot of like relationships at stake at the end of the movie and characters having to take sides that you can really see why the other people take the other side
1: yeah, and there's some uh, interesting repercussions to those choices too, which I'll get into in spoilers. Like they don't really chicken out too hard, um, story-wise, on people taking sides. Um, and
0: I, I really did feel torn too. I was like, well, which side would I choose? And I also am like, oh, I don't want these people to be fighting each other. So this- I, I honestly did think it was. It had an emotional climax. I didn't think it was this hollow, big CGI smackdown. I thought there was more to it than that, and I think people are
1: underselling it. I also want to clarify something because, like, this is big in the in the in the press release stuff for this Um, that this movie has the first Marvel sex scene, which is blatantly untrue. (laughs) Well. uh,
0: I on so I was gonna bring that up because it is, but it's not. It is like the most. <laughs> it's imp- ver- very tame. It is inc- incredibly tame. But I did think when we saw that I was like, "Wow, that was!" I was not expecting that in a Marvel movie. That has to be like the first actual like sex scene of a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean yeah i don't know it's it's being billed as the first one and technically iron man one has one so and i know that was like 20 years ago or however long that was but it annoys me when i see all these headlines and <laughs> i like, man one was not 20 years no ago. i know it's not 20 years ago. <laughs> i was joking um but it's just like god guys stop lying to your audience news outlets
0: I don't remember the one in Iron Man 1.
1: It's very brief. I mean, it's very brief. I, I wouldn't be surprised if most of the people who wrote these articles just forgot about it.
0: But I did I did think that when this was happening. I was like, oh, I did not expect this from an MCU movie. But that's kind of the theme of this whole movie is that it is, does not feel like an MCU movie at no. all. It is a no, slow, I- methodical, contemplative sci-fi that every so often actually has like a Marvel MCU-esque action scene and some MCU-esque humor thrown in.
1: Yeah, I mean, aside from occasionally mentioning like Thanos or something like that, this movie has very it has really no outside characters from other movies in the MCU. And and so it's really easy to just get lost in this and the fact that this has such a different tone and structure and everything it just i i kept forgetting i was watching an mcu movie it just felt like a big grand sci-fi movie
0: i honestly think it works better as that because they try to explain how it works in the mcu i'm like oh okay and then i'm like wait a second that does not make any sense <laughs> 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 and i'm they've kind of written themselves into the into a corner here in the MCU there are so many like potentially Thanos level villains that exist already in this phase of Marvel I'm like where are we going
1: <laughs> I see I'm I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because it took like Thanos like three phases to get like fleshed out and so if this phase is mostly like building up new characters I think that's okay because Thanos isn't even, like, introduced until a post credit scene of the Avengers. I know. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying, is that we already have Kang the Conqueror. We already have mm-hmm. Arishim. Like, the the Celestials. And we already have the TV. Like, where are we going? Yeah, true. Like, who is the big threat?
1: We don't know. Probably Kang, but we'll see. Um yeah uh,
0: let's see other things of course uh, this movie is gorgeous it looks great yeah it, it looks really good um, one of the better looking MCU movies I think the score uh, by Raymond Jawadi uh, of Game of Thrones and Westworld fame is excellent I think it fits the tone and Iron of Man 1
1: and Pacific Rim fame
0: think it fits the tone <laughs> of the movie extremely well uh, I didn't think it was super obtrusive I thought it complemented moments nicely yeah. Of course the uh, IKEA line is just as bad in the movie as it is <laughs> in the trailer although there's a little bit of an extra little tidbit for you I guess in there. The
1: uh there, there is some humor that's pretty funny in this movie though.
0: Uh yes, the the standout is Kamel Nagiani. um his Eter- uh what's his name as the eternal uh King know. Kingo? Yeah, Kingo. Uh, and he has like this, uh, he's a, he's as big in the Bollywood sphere and he has got like this Bollywood director that he likes to work with. And their, their dynamic is uh, quite comical in the movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, easily, they were, they were consistently the funniest part. <laughs> it kind of felt like, like the script had been written and then Kumail Nanjiani got on set and he's like, all right, I'm a comedian. I'm going to, I'm just going to say other things that are funnier. <laughs>
0: And at first I was like, Oh, is this gonna be cringy? But there were actually some really good moments and I think my fun the funniest part of the movie for me was was between them. Yeah. Um they they're quite funny. I'm trying to think if anybody else is really funny. If there's any humor. Um, I can't think of anything but
1: I feel like maybe Kit Harrington was a little bit funny, but he's not in the movie very much.
0: So uh yeah, if you're going expecting What's this Moon Knight? What's this guy's Black name? Black Knight. Black Knight. Who's Moon Knight?
1: Uh Oscar Isaac. It's going to be a Disney Plus series. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh Black Knight. You don't expect much. Um Yeah, I really liked the uh, Richard Madden as Icarus. Um I liked uh who um I honestly liked all the the Eternals. Um I thought, yeah, we can talk more about specifically who we thought was kind of... who didn't necessarily be there in in the spoilers. But um, I can see why people think it's messy, because it is a messy movie. The pacing is not exactly spot on, especially with some of the flashback stuff earlier on in the movie, I think, when they go back in time and kind of use that to flesh out the characters more. It might have worked if it just was more linear. There's some... Um,
1: there's some weird dialogue in the movie too that kind of felt like if they had just done another draft of the script, they would have caught it and been like, "All right, we'll change that." And I have one line in particular I'll get to in, in the spoilers, but there's a few things that it just kind of it kind of made the movie feel a bit more messy, and I do and I think the climax and stuff adds to that, but I I don't think this is nearly as bad as some people are making it out to be, yeah,
0: I don't understand. Score. I don't understand rotten. I understand maybe disappointing, but I yeah. do not. I don't understand. I don't see how someone could see this and be like that movie was more bad than good.
1: Yeah, because this is well. That's the other thing. I was seeing reviews saying this is a very unoriginal Marvel movie, but I don't. I don't understand how you can say that. Like, there's literally nothing else in the MCU like this. Like. I'm sure you can find other movies that are like this, fine. But if you're just in the context of the MCU, there's nothing like this.
0: It- like, honestly, this movie, I think, is probably closer to Dune than it is to, uh, like, Iron Ma- Captain America.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of, yeah, how it's made and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um. So... Yeah, I just I
0: don't I don't get it. Um, anything else you want to talk about non spoiler wise before we give our ratings?
1: Uh, no, I think I'm good.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight. I honestly think it's a very solid entry into the MCU. I'm glad I enjoyed it. I think Chloe Zhao did a great job. Yeah. Um, I thought it was well directed, well acted, beautifully shot, great score, had some great underlying themes, some great character moments. Uh, emotionally satisfying climax and opened up the world of the MCU to even more kind of big scope or big things that could come into play later on. So I I liked it. I want to see more from the Eternals. So yeah,
1: I'm going eight. I wanted to uh, mention too that I mean this does v- feel very much like a Chloe Zhao movie, and it is it's amazing to me that they gave her this much creative control before she even won her Oscar like because because th- they I like how you're like this feels like
0: a Chloe Zhao movie. you've seen one of her movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it feels like Nomad Land. It feels like what I've seen of the writer. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen stuff from it. um but- I liked
0: this movie more than the writer personally.
1: That's fine. But yeah, it's cool to me that they gave her this much creative control over the movie because they would have made this movie like a while before, especially since it was delayed a whole year before Nomadland um, came out and swept award season. So good on you, Marvel. Please don't let the critical reception of this (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, uh, for, I mean, it seemed like Marvel it. really liked this movie because I weren't they like talking about pushing for best picture nominations for this movie or something?
1: Maybe I don't know. Uh,
0: but I uh, I would say yes. I think it like I think it is really good. Like it's messy, but they took a big swing, and I think they mm-hmm. mostly hit. I do too. Um, so we'll talk about more specifically why we like this movie. Uh in spoilers so let's do that now or did you give your rating holden
1: oh yeah i give it a seven seven all right let's talk spoilers yeah um Classic Holden, uh, dive right into the biggest spoiler. Uh, I guess there's a couple things. Um, Classic
0: Icarus, fly right into the sun this time. <laughs> the um, biggest spoiler of the movie is that South Dakota once again makes an appearance in a Chloe Zhao yes. movie. She just cannot keep herself away from the glorious state of Sodak.
1: I, I don't know what... It, like She must have... Well, okay, so... She has The Writer. She has Nomadland. I actually didn't know she had a movie before The Writer. I can't remember what it was called, but she—I think it's a movie she filmed on Pine Ridge, uh, the reservation. Um, so I don't know if she like had an idea for that movie and just filmed it there, and then was like, you know what, I love South Dakota, and then just decided to come back for every single one of her movies. I don't songs I
0: don't, my brothers taught me.
1: Yeah, I think so that's what it's called um Um,
0: well she looks like she's she's got daughters too in 2010 so
1: yeah okay yeah i just i i wonder what it is she likes about south dakota so much not that it's a bad state i mean we live here but (laughs) out of anywhere you could go i guess no one films out here so it's it's a unique look for your movie
0: yeah i mean uh it was like we saw that. I, I mean, I was excited to see Mesopotamia and Babylon because that's what I teach about. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Tenochtitlan, which is another really interesting place. Uh, but uh, to get South Dakota on there, we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but actual biggest spoilers. So um, turns out, if it wasn't obvious enough, that the Celestials are up to no good for the Earth, that is um depends but, on
0: your point of view holden
1: well yeah okay uh from the perspective of i get, i guess the a lot of the eternals um but not all of them not all of them basically what they're doing is they're fill they're putting like a little little seed or egg in the earth that'll soon hatch into a fully grown celestial after enough intelligent life has been on the planet for long enough um and so once some of the Eternals find this out, they're like, oh, we have to stop it. We love the people of Earth. We need to save them. And then there's other Eternals that are like, no, let's not. And then in a second twist, um, we find out that Icarus had known like this whole time that this was going to happen. But he actually agrees with the Celestials. He's He's on their side.
0: Well, so, yeah. I mean, there's the twist that they're there to... Be the like the kind of the food for the baby celestial that -hmm. will consume the planet once it's a once it's born. Um, then there's the reveal that they've all done it before. This is not their first mission. Like they've all done this before. They've all sought it, like seen this mission through thousands of times, and then have their memories erased. And there's the reveal then that yeah Icarus had known about this along with Ajak and Ajak had changed her mind and Icarus was like no we got to see this through the end this is our duty this is what we're this is our point of being in the universe Mm -hmm. in addition to like the the Eternals are literally like cyborgs created they're not actually like uh they're, they're not organic. They're AI, honestly. I mean, they're artificial intelligence, which was interesting, and they, the, kind of process the. They had an existential crisis. Yeah. In more ways than one. Not just like, what's my duty, but I also just like am not real. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. I I really like. I mean, I love the idea of like the Celestials are there to destroy things in order to make more life throughout the universe and if they're not there at some point the universe is going to come to an end and life will cease to exist so why do humans have the right to exist when the celestials when one celestial creates trillions upon trillions of other intelligent life forms throughout the universe and I'm like the humans have no right to do like to to exist (laughs) at the expense of other intelligent life
1: yeah, I was
0: Team Celestial, man. I am stopping them. <laughs> I am right there, Icarus. We're going to take them down. See you guys next time. I'm going to miss you. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm Team Celestial, but I definitely see that. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I can see why you have some of the Eternals like, on that side. Um, and what I hinted at earlier is I liked how Kingo... Is like, I I agree with Icarus, but I'm not gonna fight you guys. And instead of like coming in and saving the day at the end, he just doesn't come in at the end of the movie. I was surprised by that. I was yeah, like, I was too. I thought that was a bold move, but I thought it was it worked well.
0: Yeah, and I like how he's like, "Come on, buddy." I can't remember his little guy's name, but he's like, "We gotta go, mm-hmm. and be with our family." And he's like, "It was an honor serving with you." Eternals, like that was very heartfelt, and he was kind of the middle ground, and Kingo was just such a delight to have in this he was. movie. Honestly, he's so good. <laughs> I'm excited we have more of him.
1: I would yeah. have loved it it had uh, Icarus not died. Like I, 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 I felt that was weird. I, that was something. I was like, his death was just weird. <laughs> how he just flew away. Like
0: I was, uh, I. I was expecting um a, an Omni Man where he just flies away.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like that would have been better. Instead he just kills himself.
0: There there is quite a bit of parallels with this in Invincible now that I think about it.
1: Yeah. Uh especially
0: yeah. with Icarus, I mean I I don't want to spoil anything for Invincible, but uh there
1: now that I think about it there are quite a few parallels.
0: Um Well icarus
1: icarus the way he like moves just looks like homelander
0: i know he was homelander and i lo- <laughs> you know me i love homelander so i had no problem with him being this but he's way more redeemable than homelander
1: yeah yeah no he actually has some some good intentions but i felt just the way the, oh, way the special effects on him and everything worked and the way he flew it looked all very homelander-esque
0: oh and his eyes and everything yeah um I really felt for Sprite like it like having to live for thousands of years and never being able to be an adult yeah um and never being taken seriously by anybody like I just like I honestly I was like that would be such a hard space to be
1: and honestly that I mean I, I don't think it's like super fleshed out but I mean that adds the theme of like religion and like like, why would your higher power make you like this way? I guess. Like, why would, why would there, why would her higher power make her stay a kid for however long?
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that's a great observation, and a great point. I, I think Eternals has a lot of these little, like, things that you could just, you know, chew on for hours and have deep discussions on them. And I just, I am astounded that nobody seems to be giving the movie credit for that yeah um but especially her dynamic with icarus was great and cersei i think i would have liked to have gotten more between icarus and cersei in the past
1: yeah yeah because i mean it i mean all we get is we get they first meet when they wake up and then she t- and then later on he tells her he loves her, and then they they have sex, and that's it <laughs> that's It really like, is that's like all we get i I feel like we should have seen more of them in a relationship throughout history, whatever that looks like.
0: I do too. I wish we were would have gotten more of that i I think it could have been more linear um the other thing I liked we had the mind reading guy uh or the mind control guy. Yeah, Trueg. druid. yes. I thought that he was a really interesting character too, um like having the ability to stop human conflict but not being able to do it and then having to live with yourself. You also had um was his name? Uh the the sciency guy who creates all the inventions. Yeah,
1: played by Brian Tyree Henry. Um Yeah. I have the list right here. Oh, fastos,
0: fast yeah, like Hephaestus kind of. Oh yeah, fastos. Um, um, which was that was another weird element of it. How they're like the names of the gods, but humans got the names wrong. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Angelina Jolie is Athena instead of Athena.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought you know him having to like be in Hiroshima after the the atomic bombing and kind of know it was a result of him giving humans technology and advances.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, as much as I loved that element, I think I would have liked more of that. Cause I think that that would have m- made for a very, very compelling like side bit. If that was fleshed out more, I mean, it still is, but, um, and uh, what was, uh, um, uh,
0: Athena, I, I don't know if Athena really worked for me in this movie. I I think she needed to be fleshed out more. Athena and, um, she had a nice chemistry with the other guy with the the hammer fist. Yeah, I forget um, their names now since we saw it like three days ago. But
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name. His name? Oh, Gilgamesh.
0: Gilgamesh, yeah, because based off the Mesopotamian hero, I should have known that. Uh, so I do like how the idea of like they're all these names and then they aspired all these myths throughout the world I do like that idea um and then these cultures uh yeah that's what I, I, I don't wonder, think like, they were necessary in the movie it, I, they didn't Cer- add that much for me
1: is Circe the ba- the basis for the Greek like figure yes who and who is Circe? what is Circe what does she do in Greek mythology again she was like an enchantress I think uh, oh she's in the Odyssey. And she's like, is she at the island where you stay yeah.
0: forever? Yeah. I don't. Emily's read a whole book called Circe, so I'll have to ask her. Um, I guess she's, but that doesn't really seem to fit her character. Yeah, in this movie. that's what
1: I was kind of thinking. Is I felt like that was the obvious parallel, but I wouldn't know how that would fit her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I th- I don't think I liked Thina in Gilgamesh, but I don't think they. I think Gilgamesh was fleshed out enough, but I don't think Thena was fleshed out enough. No. Because she kept I mean, having these, like, she kept, like, malfunctioning, which is kind of a a really kind of good hint that they're actually, like, AI.
1: Because mm-hmm. she literally just starts malfunctioning like a robot would. Um, yeah, I felt like they, they were focusing a ton of on the malfunctioning, and that, that focus kind of kept them from exploring her as a character like she was just malfunctioning and that was mostly what they cared about her
0: and then it was just like oh that's you're malfunctioning because we've done this before and you're feeling guilty but it doesn't really explain why she just starts going rogue all of a sudden yeah I guess she's like oh I need to defend this planet maybe she was always on the side of defending the planet yeah could be um yeah it also kind of just like there's just a lot of trauma in this movie too like they're all dealing with some sort of guilt that they have to carry with them mm-hmm. and they literally have the thousands of years of guilt too that they're not even aware of existing deep in their you know hardware i guess i i just liked all those little touches that they had and i was very impressed at how well Chloe Zhao was able to balance T- ten characters plus, yeah. you know, um, in this movie. I mean, the one character we said did not really work for all, work at all, especially at the end, was the deviant. Kind His of name
1: is Cross, but they never call him that in the movie.
0: And it, it's Bill Skarsgård, right? Yeah, which we did not know, did not realize it was him. <laughs> I was expecting the Eternals. I guess Eternal, like not the Eternals, just Eternals uh to to kind of start fighting him, but then realize, hey, we have an aligned agenda here, and then team up, but that doesn't happen. they just Athena just kills him, <laughs> just slices <laughs> well, yeah, him it, up.
1: it was so like i i didn't okay, so he he ge he, he like evolves into this human figure and like runs off into the woods. then at the end of the movie, he just like wanders onto the beach <laughs> nearby where they are somehow. Um and yep. it it felt weird that he wasn't just like I mean like they didn't figure out that they're just trying to do the same thing.
0: They're just like deviant, gotta kill him. I mean, I understand the part that he's a deviant, we gotta kill him, but then yeah. when he's like starts talking and explaining his stuff, he'd be like, Oh. Okay. Let's work together. Yeah.
1: It it was I mean, he's the character that if I mean that the the critics and people have been saying is the worst Marvel villain but I would say he's just a side villain because he's not the main focus he's I like
0: would, the third main villain <laughs> yeah he's like who doesn't yeah, sure, seem like he's gonna be a villain
1: <laughs> no and I mean yeah they're they're chasing around the deviants they're trying to kill the deviants for a lot of the movie that's their goal but like as soon as he turns into that humanoid form by that point they're they don't care about the deviants anymore so he's not even the central antagonist at that point i it's it's kind of stupid i think people are just looking for reasons to dislike this movie
0: <laughs> i also liked the fact that the deviants were evolving and the celestials didn't like how they couldn't control that yeah um and but then at the same time you have the eternals who they are essentially evolving too into a true artificial intelligence that thinks for themselves mm mm-hmm. mhm So, um, now, does it make sense that that they can even do that in the first place and they're not just killing machines? No, not particularly. Does it make sense that the Celestials exist in this universe, but nobody else knows about them? No, not particularly. (laughs) Does it make sense that they're not supposed to interfere in human conflicts? but they can interfere with, de- like, aliens, but then they don't interfere with Thanos, who is an alien? No, not really. Does it make well, sense that they need, a, the Celestials need a, in hi, a huge population of highly intelligent people, so it would be in their interest to fight against Thanos, but they don't? Does that make sense? No,
1: not at all. To answer one of yours, though, I a lot of the people out in, like, the cosmic MCU are aware of Celestials. It's okay, just, like, they the do. people on Earth that aren't.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um but. but then they would know that this happens, right? And then they would be like uh, I guess they wouldn't know there were Eternals on Earth.
1: Yeah, they necessarily. wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, and then of course the celestial coming out just happened, so I bet they'll I bet someone will mention it in a future MCU movie or something.
0: Um uh other things that I wanted to say. What was I gonna say? I just I had something I was gonna say and I just forgot it, olden. Darn it.
1: We can talk about the post credit scenes.
0: Yeah, post credit scenes, I mean when we have the the Black Knight, he he's got a sword.
1: It's cool. a demonic sword, and he talks to Blade. Yeah. Which I <laughs> I mean, I, I there's no way I would have known that that was his voice, but apparently that voice that talks to him at the very end before it cuts to black is supposed, supposedly Mahershala Ali as Blade. Did
0: not realize that. Nope. Um, then the other post-credit scene was Harry Styles and Patton Oswalt, the full CG character.
1: Yep. A little God. troll. Pip the troll. Already. Um, Harry Styles is... I think the character's name, or the, his superhero name, is literally Star Fox. Uh, I can't remember what the what they actually call him, but they say he's Thanos's brother. I guess. Interesting. He's not they purple. Look, yeah, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I, I had I remember I heard Harry Styles was in this movie, and then he just showed up at the end. So. That's cool. I don't know anything about him or Pip the Troll, and I only vaguely know stuff about the Black Knight, and I do like Blade. Introducing all these new characters.
0: Yeah. um, The post credit scenes didn't really do anything for me. They say the Eternals will return, so we'll see them again. Uh, I guess a lot of the Eternals got kidnapped at the end by Arashem, for whatever reason. So there's going to have to be a rescue mission.
1: Yep, and the only ones that are not captured are Athena, uh, Mikari, and Drig. I think so. I think everyone else got captured. So like, the three least interesting. <laughs> Just kidding. I like all. I like all their powers and stuff, but they're probably the least fleshed out ones. Yeah. Did um Kengo get kidnapped? I assume so because I think he took all the ones that were still on Earth. Yeah. So.
0: And I like how they were like, "Well, you know what? This seems, seems to have happened before, where the Eternals said they stopped the, the um, oh, what they call it, the emergence." Yeah. Um, so
1: the Celestial didn't seem as pissed as you'd think he would. Or he'd be, but. That's, yeah, that's probably just because it's happened before. And he's like, all right, plan B, I guess. <laughs> oh,
0: well, okay, we got... Oh, this doesn't happen very often. This is yeah. interesting. So, I um, mean, I'll give you guys a little bit, and I'll come back. And uh, <laughs> if I say that, you're, that humans are not worthy, um, which will certainly happen, <laughs> then
1: I'm going to absolutely just destroy you guys. Yeah, I i'm gonna be interested i don't know how well this movie is gonna do given the critical reception i think the opening weekend it's been okay um apparently i think it had a bigger opening weekend than shang chi did um but not i still didn't beat black widow's opening weekend heaven forbid um i thought black i I thought
0: shang chi beat black widow's opening weekend
1: I don't think so.
0: I what? But Black Widow opened simultaneously with Disney Plus. And I thought that hit. It. Are you sure? I thought Shang Chi was the biggest opening.
1: Uh, or maybe maybe it's a different. Maybe it, I saw this was like second place for something related to pandemic. I don't know if it was second mc second highest MCU since the pandemic or second highest overall. I'm pretty sure this beat Shang Chi though. That was like the thing I took away from it.
0: All right, largest twenty twenty one box office, Shang Chi is the largest of the year.
1: That's not what we're asking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's overall it's the largest of the year. So I'm guessing whatever largest opening, just overall largest, and it's forty million above Black Widow. So.
1: I don't know. Eternals already
0: made seventy one million, so that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I, I I'm hoping. I mean, that pretty we'll good get, for
0: pandemic.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that we'll get more of them on the big screen. My biggest fear is that they'll relegate it to like Disney Plus if this doesn't do well. But I want to see Chloe Zhao make another one.
0: Opening weekends. Well, this is just all time. Um,
1: avatar and avengers endgame so what else do we have to say about this movie jimmy
0: i'm trying to just think about anything that we maybe haven't talked about Um, we didn't
1: really talk about makari who is probably the biggest eternal that you could just cut out as much as i enjoyed her she doesn't really do much and they don't even like she's literally just hiding on the ship yeah she's she's
0: not really in the movie until the end Which I was fine with It's like yeah you can have all these side characters And just have them at the end Like you don't need to fully flesh out yeah. all of them With that being said I think this works better As a, a miniseries <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it Like I think it just <laughs> would have worked better as a miniseries
1: I don't know I think this worked pretty well For the big screen I think this was a really
0: good two-hour and 40-minute version of it. Mm -hmm. But I still think you just get more fleshed out with the series. You get more emotion at the end. But I I think they did a really good job for two hours and 40 minutes. Again, I think it was well-directed by Chloe Zhao.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't deserve all the hate it's getting.
0: Seven out of ten. You liked it more than a seven out of ten.
1: No, I think it's like a seven out of ten. You liked it more than you. <laughs> I, I think you, you liked it more than me. I mean, I, I liked it liked more it.
0: than you, but I looked over at you. I said, "What would you think?" You said, "And I, I didn't." Had, I hadn't even said anything. You said, "I liked it."
1: Yeah, seven's uh, seven still means I like it. <laughs> I know, but you liked it more than
0: a seven. <laughs> Come on, you liked it more than a seven. You can go seven. Yeah. You can go seven point two. I gave. Uh, you can give it a seven point two. No, I am not doing that. Okay, I, yeah, Holden's I was official sitting, score I was sitting in the theater
1: 2. the whole time. Like, does Jimmy like this movie? I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Jimmy's gonna actually like this.
0: It is always interesting to be like, like if you really like something or if you really don't like something, and like to. I am like, mm, I. It would be really weird if Holden and I had just a completely different experience. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think we could be done talking about the, about Eternals, not the Eternals, just Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. Good talk. All right, Holden. What are you doing? What are you
1: doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right. So Halloween, we recorded it, but I also watched a lot of movies. It's Halloween. I decided to watch some spooky stuff. Um, first off, I watched the first two Halloween Town movies. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, I really loved those. Like that movie; those movies creeped the heck out of me when I was little. Especially, really? I think Halloween Town Two, when they all turn into the monsters. Or is that in both
1: of them? Uh that's the. I think that's just the second one. Okay,
0: just the second one where they all turn into the monsters. Yeah. That idea scarred my childhood. <laughs> I could not go through a Halloween without thinking about how everybody was going to turn into their monsters. <laughs> um I really liked those movies when I was little. Um, I at least the first two. I I don't I think I remember them coming out
1: with the third one but I don't necessarily remember liking it. So, there's four, actually. Oh, um, wow. I, we only watched the first two. I had never seen them, because I was never, like, a Disney Channel kid or anything. So, I just never caught these movies. Halloween
0: um, Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, it was funny. I was watching the first movie, and they introduced Calabar. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder who the villain is, because the second movie is called Calabar's Revenge. <laughs> Because he's kind of introduced as, like, this good character at first. I'm like, okay. Who is anyway, Calabar? Yeah. Uh Debbie Reynolds. So Carrie Fisher's mom is the, the, the grandma witch. And she's really good. She's, like, having a ball in that role. But the funniest part about the first movie is the score is so bad. <laughs> it's just... It sounds like stock music. If you... I think... I'm trying to think of what piece it, like what part it is. If it's like the credits, there's one piece of music they keep playing that's kind of like the main theme that just sounds like it was made in like GarageBand or like some cheap music software. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but they're they're pretty charming movies. I can see why people have such fondness for them. I um,
0: I have not seen these since like 2005.
1: I mean, yeah. If you watched it now, you'd. You definitely think they weren't like good, but you'd probably have a lot of nostalgia for them. That's kind of the like I see a ton of people that love these movies because they watched them as a kid. Um, but then I also watched uh Ghostbusters, the original again, rewatched that very, very good. Um, and then I decided to watch Ghostbusters 2 like the next night, which I don't think I'd ever seen all of before. And Ghostbusters Two is just like a worse version of the first one. It's it's very similar, but the writing is just worse. When does what are what are
0: we doing next week?
1: Um, Red I'm, Notice. The Red
0: Notice. Yeah. Is there anything else coming out? Because Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming out when? Two weeks. Two weeks. Because I really need to rewatch Ghostbusters. Because I I don't know if I've ever seen the movie in its entirety.
1: Really. Well, I, so I started, I watched Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. I wasn't even thinking about how the new one is coming out. And <laughs> I just kind of had like a, I was like, I want to watch Ghostbusters. Let's do this. And then after that, I went to Target and they had the Ghostbusters game for 10 bucks, The remastered version on PS4 for $10. bucks. i am like, okay, I'll buy this. I had, I had it on Xbox 360 like 10 years ago but I never really got very far in it. And I think we've since lost the copy. Is it good? It is good. I mean, it plays like an Xbox 360 game. So controls are a little janky, but it's written by the writers of the original movies. They say it's basically what Ghostbusters three was going to be before it entered like development hell and never got made. And they got the, like the entire cast back. So it's like all... Vo- you got Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, all of them are in it. Harold Ramis before he died. Um, and the remaster is like the barest bones of a remaster. It's really more of a port than anything with like running at... Although it's running at 60 and they improve some textures and stuff. But that's really about all they did. But it's a pretty enjoyable game. I mean... If you ever find it on, if you enjoy Ghostbusters, if you ever find it on sale for five ten bucks, I'd recommend picking it up. But I I played and beat that all this week already. It wasn't that long. Um, and what else did I watch? I watched Scream, rewatched that. Uh, still very good. I think I might have even liked that more on my second viewing.
0: I need to rewatch it because I I don't remember anything about it.
1: Yeah, it's. I think I liked it more this time than I did the first time um finished Steven Universe future I cried like a baby <laughs> this, this this show it's it man it gets like it literally the focus of this last season of the show is about this the char- main character's like PTSD from all the stuff he went through as a kid like all these adventures he went on and stuff and how it can like affect a kid it is so dark and weird but it made me cry very good um, and I finished Cowboy Bebop again my rewatch of that which is also still very good um, and then the other thing the only other thing would be that I picked up the Final Fantasy 7 remake last night um, and I started playing it and it is I I remember I liked the demo but it didn't really hook me But even replaying through that opening level in this, I was like way more into it this time. I think part of it is because I had played the demo before. And so I didn't, I wasn't having to read every single text box. And I wasn't trying, like, I was able to figure out different things that I wasn't able to figure out before. Because the battle system before, I remember, I just like couldn't handle it. It was a lot. But now I'm like really into it and I'm really digging it so far.
0: Yeah, I I mean I liked the gameplay of it. I just don't know if I could. The style of it is just a little much for me.
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly a lot. I'm it's, I'm still getting used to it, um, but I I <laughs> I just love. Well, I don't know what it is about cap about Capcom. Wait, no, that's Square Enix. Never mind. It's it's it has like the same thing that Resident Evil does where the dialogue is like really entertaining but kind of bad but the story is still like good like I think Final Fantasy 7's story is good but just the way the characters talk are pretty funny it's very much just like directly translated from Japanese (laughs) or whatever just it's not really how we talk here in the US I guess but um yeah, I think that's it for me, Jimmy. What about you?
0: Um, let's see. I I didn't really watch any big movies or, or play any games. I still I need to get back on God of War 2 because I just I the baseball playoffs came around, completely messed up my sleep schedule, and I didn't wake up early to play games before work. Um, I haven't done that in a while, but uh, I did stumble across on YouTube the New York Times um, someone for the New York Times had created a short film called something like In a Galaxy Far, Far Away I Played Anakin Skywalker something like that Um, it's like this 16 minute short film it's very beautifully shot about uh, one of the kid actors who was in the final three to play young Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace and it was his story of that and how he was a huge Star Wars fan, and it was just, like, absolutely devastating that he did not get the part. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but it is just very moving and interesting, and it just makes you feel for... I mean, it's just kind of interesting because on one hand, Jake Lloyd got the part, and his life was kind of ruined because of it, and he, this guy didn't get the part. And his life was ruined for a long time because he didn't. And he lived with all this, you know, this like resentment Mm -hmm. and just what if living in this hypothetical situation. And he's finally been able to move on from that and love Star Wars again and stuff. But you watch like these audition tapes, which are in the Phantom Menace documentary. And I had seen them before. And um, they pull out a couple things. And the way he delivers the like... I mean, clearly this documentary is portraying it from his perspective, but it's, like, how did they not choose him? <laughs> like, he was clearly the best one, and there was, like, because they have, like, um, the reading with Natalie Portman where, where with the scene where it's, like, are you an angel? That scene um, yeah. in Watto's junkyard or whatever. And she's, like, something about, like, well you're just a child or something (laughs) and he's something but i i won't always be and the way jake lloyd delivers it is like okay kid actor and the way that this guy in this documentary delivers it it is like chilling like you see you like see the inner darth vader in him like (laughs) later on like it was like it is like it translates off the screen um and it's like, why did they not pick him? But just check it out. It is 16 minutes long. It's very well done. It's very interesting. And it's just, there's a lot of humanity um, in all of it. So highly recommend it. Otherwise, my favorite YouTube channel right now is got to be the Corridor, Corridor Crew youtube channel if you are if you like movies and you're not watching this channel you got to get on it so i'm speaking to you holden (laughs) uh their vfx artist react or stuntmen react or animators react series uh that they do weekly is so entertaining and educational about the film industry they bring in people from the industry like uh they had a guy from oh, I forget the VFX company, but he worked on stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. So the shot where like the guy's walking down the staircase and the whole ship is exploding around him. Oh yeah. Um they like awesome. break down that shot and how they did it and like all those things. And it is you just gotta check it out. Cause they are very entertaining. It's funny. They their Bollywood ones are amazing. Uh when they break down Bollywood movies. And there's one. <laughs> like their most recent one they just did they were planning on doing a bunch of different movies but they just did one because it was so ridiculous and they only got through half of the scenes in the movie that they wanted to break down so I'm like hold on we got to watch this movie at some point cuz it is insane uh but corridor crew uh, i was uh, it's, it was like i think it started with an sh let okay. me t- i bollywood sh
1: I was wondering if it was one I it was a, I don't know very many Bollywood movies but there's a few I know. But I don't think I know one that starts with an S H. I
0: just there was a, I think there's I cannot find it in Bollywood insane movie but that's going to be like redundant.
1: <laughs> um see if it has Kingo in it.
0: I I uh, can't find
1: it see jimmy all i've gotten out of your entire segment is oh i watched a, a short film by a new york times uh, author
0: yeah well you're rubbing off on me it just showed up in my youtube recommended um yeah sing maybe no i don't think so is maybe I don't know but whatever it is Holden we have to watch it because it is Nonsensical okay. and insane <laughs> just, Everything is insane And they like watch the movie and they're like wait Is this actually how it's edited and then they Like yes it is <laughs> Incredible uh, Yeah so, I've
1: wanted to watch like a Bollywood Movie I've never watched one before But they all look pretty crazy
0: Um But I gotta say if you are not watching Corridor Crew which they have a, Their main channel is Corridor Digital which they do a lot of cool VFX and stuff, like they redid the Luke Skywalker, Deep Fake, and the Mandalorian and stuff like that. They do a lot of really cool things uh, on their main channel, but this is like the the extra channel that they do, and this is their series, and it is so good. You gotta start watching it.
1: Okay. Okay. Um but yeah, that's that's what I got holding. Cool. Uh, well, next week, I think, is our Red Notice uh, re- review, um, which will be on Netflix. It's in theaters right now, but we will be watching it on Netflix. Um, and then the week after that, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, what? Encantos in like a few weeks, which I keep forgetting. Me Encanto. Me yeah. I honestly, so we saw a trailer for that before um, before Eternals, and I kind of wish I hadn't, because I just realized how little I knew about the movie. <laughs> I was like, if I, seen, if I had just gone on into the movie without seeing that, I would have been surprised. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it. French Dispatch is finally showing in in Sioux Falls so I'm probably going to see that at some point if Jimmy wants to join me he can Uh,
0: yeah I would like to watch that Um, the other things that are coming out uh, Clifford coming out I was still on hold, and I'm like, Clifford, since it takes place in New York City, it should end with Clifford climbing the Empire State Building and getting (laughs) shot at by airplanes.
1: Have you seen the, there's like a meme where it's a still, it's a still from the trailer, and it's like the girl and her dad, and then Clifford's just standing behind them, and they're like, this looks like a commercial for an anxiety medication. (laughs) Uh,
0: Otherwise, yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone comes out. Uh, okay. A couple of weeks, we have Ghostbusters: Afterlife, King Richard, uh, Power of the Dog is coming to some theaters. That's a movie mm. I really want to see. Uh, yeah, then we have Encanto, House of Gucci, and Halloween. Welcome to Art Ra- Halloween, Resident Evil. <laughs> Welcome to Raccoon <Rocket> City, <laughs> and The Beatles get back.
1: And uh, I know Spencer and is Licorice. In theaters, pizza. Too. I want to see Spencer. Apparently, that's good.
0: Um. Yeah, oh sorry, Power of the Dog is eventually coming to Netflix, so
1: Yeah, it is. We'll
0: catch it then, I suppose. Yeah. If if we have
1: to. Cool. Um, Lots of good movies coming out. There Very are so exciting.
0: many good movies. And I just want to say, Holden, I got like emotional watching that West Side story trailer. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I am just like I am actually legitimately excited to see that movie. <laughs> it just I If Steven Spielberg has a return to form, not that, like, The Post wasn't really good. It was a good movie, but it's not Spielberg, you know? It just didn't have that magic. (laughs) I'm telling you, where they're, like, wrestling, and there's, like... They're wrestling over that gun, and the gun, like, goes on the ground, and the camera cuts up, and they look at each other. I'm like, that is just the quintessential Steven Spielberg movie moment, and I just was like, oh, my gosh. I just, like feelings were welling up inside of me Holden I was getting butterflies because I was falling in love with Spielberg cinema again
1: interesting I didn't realize you were so excited for it well, good thing <laughs> we'll watch it
0: and I've also had um
1: tonight tonight
0: stuck in my head forever uh yeah a lot of good movies coming out yeah Guillermo del Toro even <laughs> as a movie coming out. I keep forgetting that's a thing yep um spider of Matrix. course, Matrix. of course, the King's Man that movie is still coming out sometime yep wow we got a lot of lot of films
1: yep and, all right uh yeah, so if you want to leave us a request you can do so by uh, leaving us a five star review on iTunes or by emailing us at toppodcast@gmail.com at gmail dot com or donating to our patreon um that's it oh, for me, Jimmy. Or
0: if you're the person who parks next to me in my apartment building, if you park in your parking spot correctly, I will allow you to, to uh, request a movie.
1: What, but what if they do it once, request a movie, and then just stop doing it? They've exploited you. At least deal. they
0: did it once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holden. Adios, pantalones.
1: Love you.